0: Hello, this is Astro Bubble, where we babble about astrology. I'm Linda from Scullywag Astrology.
1: I'm Dana from Dana B Astrology.
0: And today we're talking about the solar eclipse on October 25th, which will be at two degrees of Scorpio.
1: Nice. Mm, eclipse season is always, uh, it always amps up the energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I use my information from Bernadette Brady's book, um, and the solar eclipse, if it happens between, within 18 degrees of that node, it's going to be a a solar eclipse. If it's less than 9 degrees, it'll be a total, total solar eclipse, and if it's between 9 and 11, it possibly could be a total solar eclipse. So that's how they work, is the orb on how far it is away from the node, so... Yeah. That's going to be what we're looking at. Okay so it could possibly be in the realm of possibly being a total solar eclipse but they're calling this one a partial solar eclipse. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason because if it's between 9 and 11
0: um, it could be either. Ah yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah and if you want to know more about the nodes and what the nodes actually are and how that actually works out when we did the solar eclipse episode we went into that there's a whole section about it which is quite detailed so we'll put a link to that and you can check that out and yeah this um, solar eclipse is going to be very interesting because as we also tell you more about in the solar eclipse uh, episode they kind of come in what are called family Saros series or Saros cycles and um, they link eclipses every 18 years. But this one is, I believe, six South, wasn't it? Six South. Yeah, it's a very interesting one. Where is it? Uh, it's,
1: it, well, do you want me to read it or do you yes. want me to just no, no, explain it, what's in it? Read
0: out what the Bible says about this eclipse.
1: Okay, this is it for <laughs> Bernadette Brady. The mm-hmm. Eclipse series is about being forceful and taking power. It has a manic flavor about it with great force or strength manifesting in the relationship area. Individuals experiencing this series may experience sudden events like falling in or out of love or sudden sexual encounters. The individual may also exert a huge effort in some group activity. Now, yes. if, if in the Eclipse um, Uh, podcast that we had done earlier if you can see the pot the um, eclipse it's more impactful for you.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we'll we'll come to that in just a little minute too because it's quite interesting. Um, But how they kind of determine what the eclipses are like are by looking back in history and how you know people have experienced them but it's basically this eclipse started in this Eclipse Saros series started back in 1049 and it will run to 2293 because these um, they take about 1300 years to go from one pole to the other and uh, yeah so very interesting Um, and at that original uh, eclipse that kind of set the tone. So yeah but as Donna was saying what was it Uh, it's uh, about being forceful and taking power and we had a look at where this eclipse would be visible so I'm going to share the screen and what we have is at timeanddate.com which is an absolutely brilliant website. Uh, has a lot of information about eclipses and lots of different things. Uh, this is the actual eclipse map. You can put in a location here but it's going to be visible over most of Europe and you can see here over a fair chunk of Russia and this little marker here I uh, set that for Moscow. So that's where Moscow is. This darker orange area uh, which is covering parts of Russia but also Kazakhstan is where there's a hundred percent of it's not a total eclipse so it's not like a total amount but the I suppose 100% of what is possibly visible during this eclipse be in those areas. I just think it's really interesting that we're talking about taking from power. We're talking about new beginnings being amplified and that. Moscow is not that far from there so I think it could be a really interesting time for what's been going on in Ukraine and Russia. Perhaps maybe something will happen with Putin. Maybe there will be a new leader there perhaps. Who knows? But it will be interesting to see. Um, Yeah and We haven't had a a really good look at the upcoming lunar eclipse which is to do with endings because the lunar eclipse is a full moon kind of uh, amplified because it's got the nodes really close to it and the nodes do tend to amplify but you know lunar eclipses are about endings and just to harp on about our podcast that we did about the solar eclipse we had a look for the solar eclipses at assassinations of American presidents and if I remember correctly quite a few of them were kind of in between eclipses so yeah. Anyway but um, if you are watching this on YouTube or wherever you can see this here it's covering Norway, Sweden, Finland, looks like parts of Germany, Romania, Ukraine, Turkey, Iraq, Iran, Pakistan and uh, yeah so very interesting that uh, Moscow it's just outside that maybe 50% but still it's in that that bullseye kind of zone kind of radiating out a little bit. it even be 80%. Yeah yeah could be but yeah I, I think it'd be really interesting. So yeah uh, so actually I'll put the link to this map uh, on uh, in the description so people can go and have a look themselves. Mm. Very cool. So you know, I'll stop sharing that and I might Astrology up... is just so interesting. Oh it is, it <laughs> is. And I'm going to bring up the chart for this um, this current eclipse. And yeah it's eclipses always come in pairs So
1: this one is going to happen on um, October 25th, and the pair to it
0: is going to happen
1: November 8th. Yeah. The Americans' uh, election
0: day. Yes. So that should be interesting. (laughs) Uh, Particularly with when we get there, you'll see that uh, that one has Uranus, which has to do with sudden upsets and, um, yeah, just really shock, surprising. Yeah. Might be... different to what a lot of people expect. But this is the one for the 25th of October. We've got the sun and moon together which is what happens when we have a new moon. As we said new moons are about new beginnings, new starts. Because it's so close to the lunar node it is kind of amplified. This one is close to the south node which can be a little bit more not as positive. You know it can be A little bit more problematic but we've got lovely Venus but you know Venus is right here because the eclipse degree is at two degrees Scorpio and zero minutes and Venus is at two degrees Scorpio and 39 minutes. So that's really close.
1: Yeah she has just left the uh, the heart of the sun or
0: the Kazemi yeah
1: that audience with the sun so she's got her information and she's ready to move on and work. (laughs)
0: yeah do what she needs to do yeah um because with medieval astrologers they would consider this was just out of the Kazemi as Donna was saying but like a lot of Hellenistic uh people believe like we can give it a a degree either side so yeah definitely well within that degree so very interesting it's a shame she's going to be in Scorpio because she's in detriment there she's not comfortable because it's a a sign rule by Mars and then opposite we have the north node with uh, Uranus so interesting it is and where is Mars? um, Mars is uh, up in Gemini (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and at the degree it's going to station at it's going to be I think this is going to be a really full-on couple of weeks
1: yeah definitely looks that way you know, but it's it's time of change. It's it's when you know Pluto's at its last few degrees, and as we were saying earlier, when Venus was uh, with the Sun, Venus has is changing. Was that Maurice Fernandez uh, from from Kepler did a, a a video, as well as Astrology Podcast did a video with Venus and the Sun and how it's you know it had a conjunction. You know in the air signs and yeah interesting times
0: very interesting and
1: uh, all that is going to be pretty much you know Uranus is still squaring uh, Saturn at that time too
0: and I mean that that Uranus is going to become really important um, within the next couple of weeks when it's tightly conjunct the um, lunar eclipse yeah that Uranus um, Saturn uh, square Kind of that push and pull, that tension between the old and the new, the established and the revolutionary. So, could be some interesting times because Uranus is about independence as well. Yeah, eclipses come in pairs, so you know, particularly that in between uh, period, probably not a good idea to make any sudden movements. (laughs) You know, the energy of it, particularly if it's making contact with natal chart points or natal planets. And I've heard even if uh, you kind of know your chart quite well if you're involved with um, secondary progressions even um, if it's making contact with secondary progressed planet it is likely to be more impactful. So but yeah Yeah. so wherever Scorpio is in your chart could be quite significant Um, particularly if it's in the... Or any of the fixed signs. Yeah yeah. So that's Scorpio, Taurus, Leo, and uh, Aquarius.
1: Mm. You, I think you'll feel um, more impactful. It, you'll, it'll definitely, you're going to feel something, um, you know, happen if you are, you know, a Scorpio or a Taurus rising. I think either one, because mm. it's going to be the, that opposition or right on it. If you are one of those, I think you'll, you're you're going to feel it a little bit more than the rest of you know society.
0: Oh for sure for sure you know but if you've got planets at around you know two degrees Scorpio give or take say a couple of degrees yeah probably quite strongly yeah and if it's kind of making contacts to like a malefic like Mars or Saturn it might be qu- quite challenging. If it's making contact to say like Venus or Jupiter a benefic hopefully not as bad um hopefully it may even be good you know cuz it can be really easy to go oh my god the eclipses but you know sometimes they are showing good things but we have a look at you know what the saros cycle is and um you know what that generally is reflective of and then well, you can go back and have a look at what ha- what was happening 18 years ago for you there could be a continuation of that theme So I think that takes us back to what? 2004. Significant in 1914, 1932, 1950, 1968, 1986, 2004, 2022 and it will also be significant in 2040. Well that's when it will happen. Yeah so if those years mean anything to you like you know there was big events happening particularly around about this time because what happens is they move i think it's about 10 degrees. If you're looking for like when it was last around so that's 2004 it was at 21 Libra so going from that because there's 30 degrees to a sign it uh, is now in uh, Scorpio and for you know people that are really into astrology listening to this that might seem kind of really weird because we're not talking about how the eclipses progressed during over the years so like this year you know we've been doing Taurus Scorpio eclipses and prior to this Mm -hmm. you know we were doing Sag and Gemini and prior to that we were doing Capricorn and Cancer so they're kind of going backwards because the nodes appear to go backwards through the zodiac. But with the Saros series, they happen every 18 years and 10 or 11 days. So, because it's linked to the sun and the moon, and the sun moves about a degree a day. So, every 18 years, it's the same Saros cycle, but it's slowly moving 10 degrees each time. So, yeah, I hope that makes sense because, you know. Mercury and Pisces, we have trouble explaining things sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, it's yes. um very interesting.
1: It can't be complicated. It's it's a huge, it's I mean, um, I believe uh Bernie Jeffrey wrote a, a book uh, <laughs> on <books> eclipse as well. <laughs> yeah, but My yeah. Very th- there's a lot of information. <laughs> there's a lot of information. Um yeah, they start off and if you go to the to the video, I drew kind of like a quick picture of what mm. you know, how they wrap around the the earth and and progress from the south to the north or the north to the south. So,
0: yeah. That's how they run. And and that's how like we were talking about this was 6 south. That means it started at the south pole and it's going up to the north eventually over 1300 years or approximately 1300 years
1: well should yeah. we have a look so at... um oh sorry go on the regular horoscopes because i have the moon mansion
0: oh fantastic tell and us we... about the moon mansion first
1: okay um it would be good to buy beasts or jewelry um it's good for besieging so
0: <laughs> if anybody who
1: can, wants to besiege mm-hmm. yeah that might be a strategy that might work for um ukraine A country. Mm -hmm. Um, It's uh, good to take medicines. They'll, 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 um, they'll work better. Mm -hmm. And love that you find will last. It is not good to build. Um, Water travel will cause anxiety and um, and sorrow. So those are the things that you may or may not want to do. Shall we do run
0: through the horoscopes?
1: That would be a great idea because there's um there is a lot of planetary movement I think I think it's it's more of focus on the planets is 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 not as many as well there are a lot of aspects but there's a lot of just kind of shifting kind of stuff going on yeah more so than I've seen in past months mm. where it's just everything's just shifting a little bit um maybe to get us used to this new uh, pattern that's about to spring forth.
0: Yeah it's just interesting though that the the planet of forward motion and just kind of like you know just do it and just energy and all that is going to be like "Hmm." (laughs) and having to backtrack and I mean it's the ruler of this eclipse so interesting.
1: Yeah because it's basically just about stationing. I don't, I can't Hmm. imagine that it's going very fast at all. Uh, What are we down to? 13%. (laughs) (laughs) Of its normal speed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty much almost at a stop.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, do you want to do the first house or? Sure. So,
1: if the, if you are a Scorpio rising, this is going to be happening in your first house and new moons are beginnings so you with the south node in there you might not want to start a whole lot of things that 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 involve accumulation but um beyond that this is this is the house where you're concentrating on yourself and so things that you are wanting to start um, like you know an education or you know a new hairdo just something that has to do with you and you alone is uh, what this house and the new moon is going to be about.
0: Yeah I'm just looking at that with Venus conjunct that uh, new moon slash solar eclipse you know to associate with beauty and you know appearances and Yeah I just you know the first house's appearances and that and our health and vitality yeah definitely. And air. a good time for a new wardrobe or a haircut or a makeover or you know because it's our health and vitality you know maybe you're kind of like well I'm gonna get fit I'm gonna I want to you know yeah look my best so nice.
1: Venus is associated with air so Oh, i okay. the breath that we take. So that might be new. Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: And if you're and,
1: a... well, Venus is a benefic. So um yes. what happens should should have a uh, a positive spin to it.
0: We would hope so. <laughs> uh and if you are a liberal ascendant, this new moon slash solar eclipse is happening in your second house. So this is new beginnings or things coming to light regarding finances, your personal finances, your income, uh, resources, things and people that help or assist you. So yeah this could be quite positive. As Donald was saying Venus is benefic and you know when Venus is in a house in your chart you know sometimes you can expect good luck or gifts or you know you know it might not be huge it might not be like a lotto win or something but it might be just you know maybe you get a nice gift at this time or but yeah this is this is nice you know maybe you kind of receive a a bonus or you know somebody gifts you something or yeah it's just a nice nice thing I think yeah. And then
1: moving on If you are a Virgo rising, this is going to happen in your third house. Um, For some reason, you know, with the south node in there too, this could also be a new beginning of things that are being taken away. Like if you are like maybe even changing a group or Mm -hmm. your community or something is. um, But it's going to have a positive spin with that Venus there. But this Mm -hmm. will have to do with community um, uh, or early education that type of thing. Yeah, it's, or um, siblings, your yeah. siblings, mm. your, yeah, aunts, uncles, your, your, your kind of extended family, but, um, not, not you, but your like your siblings, your cousins, aunts, uncles. Something could be happening with them that would go around those kinds of themes. Yeah. Especially with that South Node in there, the it's Ketu and it's it's it, it usually reflects um getting rid of things or mm-hmm. moving things out of your life to make room for new stuff. So it's kind of like a it's it's both energies right there.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, because new moons are new beginnings, but then you've like you said, you got the south node there wanting to get rid of stuff and what do they say? Um one door closes and another one opens. you know so. exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: that might be what you' that might be what we're all experiencing, you know, reflected in whatever house you're that's happening in. so
0: yeah. And if you are a Leo ascendant, this is happening in your fourth house. This is a house to do with our, our parents, our close family. It is our heritage and our home and living situation and uh, real estate matters. So this could be something to do with it might be happening to your parents. It might be you know they've got new beginnings something new being developed. Could be like Donna said quite beneficial because you've got the Venus there. She's a benefic. She's under a little pressure at the moment because she's she is in a sign that she's not really strong in but you know she's still a benefic and she is depending on your definition of kazimi, potentially still kazimi. so uh, but yeah maybe you know I could see parents maybe downsizing you know they don't need the big house anymore they downsize they get rid of stuff they don't need and you know and maybe it's nicer and kind of easier for them to look after because it's not as big and you know maybe not as such a big yard and similar things but you know for other people it might be a new house or you know a new place to live or new living situation you know maybe maybe there's new person comes in or, or leaves so yeah. And then if
1: cancer if you are a cancer rising this is going to be happening in your fifth house, and the fifth house has to do with your creativity part of you. Mm-hmm. Um, that also includes children, uh, it also includes hobbies and things that you do for fun. So, yeah, you know, you might start uh, a new hobby or have, yeah. kids
0: <laughs> or creative, well like, well, like things like you know, creative writing, music, art, all that sort of stuff, too. Yeah, and just socializing, and especially
1: with Venus in there. You know, mm. with that art,
0: yeah,
1: it's yeah. it's mm-hmm. definitely um, you know, a a good time to, you know, start doing something when you know you've got that benefic. It's it's a it's a good it's a good aspect for and it's a good house. It's one of the it's one of the favorable houses for you know things to happen in your life. Yeah, Cancer rising
0: you <laughs> we were talking about that and I'm thinking you know it's like you're almost being asked to almost kind of sacrifice something or to get rid of something and then I was thinking well Mars because Mars is associated with cutting so it's like yeah you need to cut away or prune something so that you know you can get those new shoots so might be a little bit bittersweet. Yeah
1: it's possible because that that moon is uh, squaring Pluto right kind of a wide a wide Square. Oh wow yeah <laughs> like we need more pressure. <laughs> if there wasn't enough mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. those planets that are saying hmm <laughs> something needs to change it's that's that is definitely in the
0: mix. Wow I'm, I'm just looking too like they're actually in aversion to each other but that Jupiter is at uh, zero degrees of Aries and like it's the other Mars ruled sign so yeah it's making what's called an inconjunct to that which can you know need adjustment in that in uh, modern astrology but yeah interesting. And if you are a Gemini ascendant, this new moon solar eclipse is happening in your sixth house And the sixth house is the house of service. So this includes people in professions such as doctors, nurses, firefighters, people you know that are of service to others. But yeah it's also the house of illness. So something to be aware of. And it's also pets. So new beginnings, new starts uh, can be amped up a little by that... um, the fact that it is an eclipse but because it is a south node eclipse there is an element of decrease or maybe removing something first before you know health. So it could be maybe for some people there's you know just say you've got appendix you know it's playing up and it needs to come out you know if you can't keep it because if it stays in there, it's going to you know you could get septus and die, but if you know it's taken out, then you know you're quite fine, so maybe like personally, if I was a Gemini ascendant, you know if I kind of had some unusual aches and pains, I would be probably a little bit more diligent in getting that looked into perhaps. Yeah, because it's going to be new. It could even be a new, you know, health issue
1: that came up. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it could also be that you're, you know, in the northern hemisphere where I am, you might be cleaning the lawn for (laughs) for your pet. Well, (laughs) because it's going to be covered in snow. (laughs) Uh, And I believe that's coming in early. It is. It's it's remarkably earlier. We I think north of us, Scotland. It looks like about nine or ten inches. It was like a lot. It was like way oh, more no. than I. Was, was prepared to look at this morning. Oh my goodness! So, yeah. Um. If Taurus is your rising sign, um, this is going to be happening in your seventh house, and this is the house of the other, and the other is a person identified as the one other person that you have a relationship with it could be uh you know your significant other it could also be um you know on a person that you're making
0: an appointment with like a doctor or a lawyer I was just thinking the hairdresser too because Venus is right. associated with hairdressing yes. and that, and it's beauty and 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 cutting yes. that would that would actually be a really good remediation for this which is kind of like okay this is happening how can I use this energy in a positive manner um yeah exactly mm. good be, point I'll be booking good a, a hairdresser's
1: appointment. <laughs> Get appointment yeah t- maybe I'll schedule that mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, of course, um, yeah, yeah that would be a, a really Taurus, good yes <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Nice. Um yeah, that would be a really uh, I am a Taurus rising, that's right, she said that. But yeah, that would be a really good um way to use those because that Mars that's trining that, you, you mm-hmm. know, in a in a wide trine, you know, is is about that cutting. And mm-hmm. if you want to say Yay, Mars, I see you. I acknowledge you and try to incorporate that. Uh, You might even want to really change that up with the uh, square to Pluto Mm. and um, completely change your hairstyle.
0: Don't get it shaved, Donna. (laughs) (laughs) It would be very difficult
1: to go from long hair to shave, but Um. some people do it. Mm. Um, but yeah this that, that would be a manifestation of that and that would be a good way to use that planet energy that is wanting to be used you like mm. like Linda had said to um, mitigate mm. you know that cutting and severing quality that and, Mars and is known with for.
0: the south node kind of like listening so yeah right yeah mm. yeah I think absolutely a really good way to do it
1: bravo you get You get extra points for that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well my twins have got um, Taurus ascendants too so I'm going to recommend that for both of them as well. And then Aries ascendance. This is going to happen in your eighth house which is the house of other people's money. So this is shared finances, resources. This is loans and debts. It's taxation, it's insurances and death. Maybe it's interesting because Venus in the 8th we often look at that and think oh maybe you'll benefit through a partner because the 8th is the second house from the partner. So of course as Donna was saying for the 7th house it's um, it's those one-on-one relationships which can be close friends or it can be you know a doctor somebody you are kind of actually consulting with a client relationship but it's also our romantic partners or business partners so you can benefit through some way usually that would be what I would say when I see Venus in the eighth Uh, you would usually expect to benefit somewhat or maybe a loan comes through or something but there's that south node there so maybe if it's a case of a loan or something maybe it won't be maybe you won't be approved for... you might have applied for X amount and they're kind of like no nope, you can have Y. So I, I don't know how it would go in other manifestations of that as in well yeah it's in it's some um, inheritances as well so maybe again maybe it's not as much as you expect or with that cutting because it's ruled by Mars Maybe, you know, somebody else has to be kind of taken into account. Maybe it's halved or, you know, you thought it was going to be three beneficiaries and now it's four or, yeah. Yeah. But still a
1: a positive spin of some kind with that Venus present right there. Right on that. I mean, it is basically right on that eclipse. Oh, yeah. It's considered right on it with when it's within one degree and it is definitely Mm. less than a degree.
0: Yeah. Yeah well yeah when Jupiter, Jupiter is also in a Mars ruled sign so we got Mars ruling both the benefics at this time (laughs) and and Mars is is very very slow at the moment so and he's just about to change direction so it's going to be really interesting to find out what happens with these um, eclipses so if you're listening to yeah. this and you kind of have a little, if you're happy to kind of share a little story, because I know that some people have been dropping, you know, little things in the, um, some of the comments, uh, particularly on the um, uh, little, because I cut most of these up into kind of like, you know, the aspects that were coming up after this. Uh, but yeah, if if you've got a story to tell about, you know, what's happening to you at this eclipse, please, we we'd love to hear it. So feel yeah. free to well, let us know but yeah I'll be really interested to see what happens with um, the Aries rising people. And then if
1: Pisces is your rising sign this is going to be happening in your ninth house and this is going to be like new beginnings of um, higher education maybe a, a a legal theme publishing as well. So if it's a legal thing you don't want to be on the on the end where you're feeling the south node because chances <laughs> are it's not probably going to go well for you yeah you have something taken away so
0: or uh, yeah or maybe if you were a Pisces yeah like we were saying you got your benefic there so maybe it's kind of a case a bit like how I was describing for the Aries people maybe it's kind of like maybe you win but you know you just get nowhere near what you thought you were going to get you know they might say yeah you win but here's a dollar <laughs> which would be rather frustrating. Right yeah. Or maybe you need to share it with somebody else you know because that Mars ruling and it's cutting or maybe you know particularly with Mars ruling maybe it gets um, like the ruling gets reversed or something.
1: Or you have been really bad and now you're getting locked up and you are getting your house <laughs> changed. <laughs>
0: Well, that's a point. That's <laughs> a very good point. <laughs> that is... Or house arrest. <laughs> Crossing fingers. <laughs> oh, goodness. And yeah. if you are an Aquarius rising, this uh, new moon solar eclipse is happening in your 10th house. So, this is the house of, we quite often associate this with Korea, but it's also public reputation. It can be honors and rewards, but it's also it's where we're very very visible so it's also the house of infamy you know if you're kind of up to no good you know yeah this is kind of the house where it kind of becomes evident too so yeah new things coming to light Um, and hopefully good Um, this Venus is there but you know she's ruled by Mars it's with the south node maybe you've been expecting that you're going to be honoured or rewarded or maybe it's something to do with work like a new job or something but perhaps there's just that little bit of you are hoping for this but it's not quite that much you know it's just there's that decrease with the south node so hmm. oh. very interesting
1: and, and it could be
0: it's 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 you know
1: that 10th house is 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 the focus of It's the most, it's the most northern house or the most seen house. So, yeah. 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 Just hold on. You got that Saturn sitting in there. (laughs) If Capricorn is your rising sign, this is going to happen in your 11th house, which is the house of hopes and dreams. So, uh, a great time to um, either start a group um maybe get rid of one group so you can start another group um but yeah that would be the type of things that would be going on your hopes and dreams your groups and associations that this would be uh, a new beginnings for those types of things
0: Mm, Very of groups and that kind of thing yeah yeah benefactors too
1: people that can Ah. assist you and Pluto seems to be telling you don't have too many
0: groups. It <laughs> could be, could be.
1: Could be. There's some kind of change because Pluto seems to be catching my eye every once in a while on, you know, as mm-hmm. you're spinning this wheel. And so it seems to me that some houses are, you know, some that aspect is sticking out sometimes larger than the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Or more prominent.
0: yeah. Especially with Neptune and Mars there I mean they're squaring. Yeah well see that poor Mars he's not only kind of what is he at at this time he's at 13 percent of his usual speed and he likes to rev it up and get going. He's just about to stop and backtrack and then he's got that square to Neptune which is kind of draining all that energy from him too so yeah.
1: You know, and this is a, it's a, it's a harder time because what Mars went into Gemini, what, September 9th? And it's just been, it usually is only in a sign for like six weeks and it's already been almost eight. It just, it seems like all it's been in there for a very, a lot longer of a time. It's, um, like I said, it goes around in a sign for about six weeks and this time Mm -hmm. it's going to be in there for like six or seven months and that is a long time because it's 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 went into the sign and then it's got to go all the way to where it's almost about the station and then it goes back all the way through that sign down to eight degrees and Mm -hmm. you know and then back through again so it just is an incredibly long time to have Mars in a sign. Yeah that's the point.
0: Very important and and going forward I think that's something yeah we'll have to look at over the next couple of months like not only where is the new moon and the um, full moon but yeah with with Mars being there for so long what houses it's actually impacting so like with um, Sagittarius uh, ascendance we have it in the 12th house which is our undoing And it's also things like places of confinement, like prisons and hospitals, or places of seclusion, like monasteries. Um, So, yeah, but you know, as Donna was saying, we not only this is about the solar eclipse, the new moon, but you don't have an aspect all by itself, you know, completely dominating everything. There's lots going on. they're they're kind of we can't just say okay let's pluck this solar eclipse out you know there's other things happening and yeah that's a really good point about Mars being in that sign for so long so that's probably something we should look at going forward yeah well
1: and not only that um and it's it's very clear right now but there's like a grand trine Between Mm. Mercury in Libra, Saturn in Aquarius, and Mars in Gemini. They're all in air signs. Mm. You have two of them malefics, Mm -hmm. Mars and Saturn, as well aspecting Mercury. So it seems like a process is going to change for
0: not really the better. Yeah, because, I mean, Mercury is usually like, um, it can it's a real trickster but it's like it kind of adapts itself to what other planets are around it so with both the malefics um contacting it that's kind of it's kind of like uh hanging out with bad associates he's hanging out with the villains of the piece (laughs) well it's
1: just it's just that libra um venus like i could call her libra venus is um she's more associated with the air now or she will be soon Mm. and that grand trine during this eclipse is all happening in air signs so Mm. Mm. that is definitely uh, something to take note of I think. Yeah
0: yeah I'm just looking at that Saturn because Saturn's exalted in Libra too so interesting interesting but But anyway Aquarius. Oh yeah yeah but I was saying like um, with Mercury in Libra Because Libra is the uh, exaltation of Saturn so that um, Saturn kind of feels a little bit of a obligation to look after Mercury a little bit but he's still going to lead him astray I reckon but I'm a little bit biased about Saturn. Anyway if you're a Sagittarius ascendant this is happening in your 12th house so new beginnings to do with those topics we were talking about so it could be matters to do with self-defeating habits or escapism that's one you like to use that's the word you use for 12th house isn't it Donna I like that
1: especially with the uh, square between Neptune and Mars
0: yeah yeah um yeah, so
1: and yeah. Mars is is aspecting that too that eclipse
0: mm. yeah I wonder how we could use that positively going
1: away and writing a book Mm-hmm. It gives you that drive, maybe writing it with another person.
0: Yeah. Like yeah, moving to you a got cabin. Mars in the um seventh. And then you've got uh Saturn in um the third. Actually, yeah. Maybe another person as an editor or you know, somebody who's really good at editing that sort of stuff, or whatever you're working on. Yeah. Maybe this, you know, if you do have um. Because this is the house of addictions and stuff like that as well, maybe this could be indicative of okay, you had a relapse, but you know you've got a really good sponsor or somebody that can stand up for you and kind of just be there, you know Saturn, I could see totally being that sort of thing um yeah, that Venus with the solar eclipse does kind of give it a little bit of it bonifies it a little bit, I think um. But, yeah, that south node there, there needs to be a decrease. And, uh, yeah, the ruler in the We seventh.
1: all have them. Oh, yeah, We all have sure, decreases. Sure. I mean, we all need to not have, you know, 30 shoes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, you we all need to, to get daughter.
0: rid of things. Do you not have 30 <laughs> shoes, Donna? You're a Taurus ascended. Do you not have 30 shoes? I do. <laughs> but,
1: you know... <laughs> But we do have to get rid of things. We do. I keep telling myself. My Darn it, daughter- I even bought earrings to help me.
0: <laughs> one of my daughters, yeah. the the um one of the Taurus ones, the Taurus ascendants, I don't know how many shoes pairs of shoes she's got now, but yeah, she's got like 85 pairs or something. I, I she she's like 24 and she's she knows who Imelda Marcos is because that's what I call her. <laughs> Who was uh, very famously um, had a huge shoe collection. Hmm. We yeah. found your Achilles heel, Donna.
1: Uh, you know what? Yeah, it's. <laughs> I,
0: uh, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Really bad habit. It really is because you can only wear one pair of shoes at a time.
0: Well, yeah. When but, I got know. married,
1: I only had like two pairs of shoes. My husband had like a gazillion. And then it seems like it has changed. Like, <laughs>
0: Oh, goodness. Anyway,
1: you're just living <laughs> out part of that south node. What?
0: <laughs> you're just living at your ascendant. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, is that what it is? Well, because, you know, TARS is, they stand for like a long time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They need good shoes. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I tell myself. I need, I need good shoes, supportive shoes.
0: No, <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with um, that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh goodness. Um, But yes so that is the um, horoscopes for that. And you've got a stone for us I believe Donna. I
1: do. And this is a wonderful stone. It was first discovered or found in Japan and um, this is called the chrysanthemum stone. And this stone is um, it was found in Japan it's uh known as a it's it's good for grounding and it's known as a prosperity or the lucky stone it's it's like black all the way on the outside so you would get this this rock and then you would cut it in half and that's what's inside so how this forms is you know it was all probably you know in that you know climate and then it had this you know this matrix around it and then it just had nowhere to grow but like that. It's it's a really cool stone. I really like it. It helps people understand their inner potential. Mm-hmm. Um uh, it vibration it vibrates um to your highest good, which is one of the reasons why I use it. Um th- and that was from the the, the book of stones. Um it says by holding it um is to recognize um synchronicities that the universe is basically throwing at you if you tell the universe you want something this is the stone you use it for right I believe i this is going to be a little bit closer to me um <laughs> it, yeah it's it it has the life force the vitality it's um this is also good for the uterus it's good oh, for nice. um keeping uh making the making the the vibration to where it needs to be or helping, whether it's keeping it steady or, um, taking away five, not taking away fibroids. It doesn't take things any, it doesn't, it doesn't actually physically do things. It,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it vibrates so that your body can manifest what it needs to. So it helps with fibroids. It helps with regulating, um, cycles. Um, it is a, a. a Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stone. I and it's called the chrysanthemum stone, and you can you can see it. You can see why it's called the chrysanthemum. Yeah, stone. I was wondering
0: whether they That's... were chrysanthemums behind you.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, they're moms. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the closest thing I got, but yeah, that this is um, it, it is a it is a wonderful stone. I have uh, been using it for over a year, and it's got really good results with it, and. Um, I will have a um, article I'll write up a little um, description of the things that it can do it it resonates with all the chakras it's uh, with the earth element so on my website will be a blog about the chrysanthemum stone
0: and we'll link to that in the uh, article as well Oh, not in the article in the um, description. Um, do you want to just hold it up again, too? Because I mean, what it just reminds me of—it just looks like you know somebody's pressed that flower. Do you know what I mean? You know, people press the flowers, which is, yes. you know, probably obviously why they you know, they did it. It's very pretty, though, isn't
1: it? It is. It's very unusual. I mean, and it's that's just how it. You know, mm. it's it's literally it, it would be a a non. You know, important to rock it looks like but when you open it up wow you know
0: yeah very and true. those
1: you know I, I, from what I have been seeing crystals grow like in shards and that's this could be like uh like anadolite or um um celestite it could it could be it, one of this 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 lighter color could be any you know it could be one of three or four stones the outside is like dolomite or um but yeah it, it's it's really an interesting stone on how it grows yeah interesting and the energy it just if you when you look at that and and you see that 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 blossoming that mm. and, and and that's that's kind of what it does it helps you blossom
0: well it's radiating out too it's expansion yeah yeah
1: nice so I, I really, I really like that. I'm I am a I am a November baby. So uh, you know, chrysanthemums and citrine and <laughs> chrysanthemum nice. stone. I I just I I you know I had to get it. I had to feel out what the energy was, and I am really glad I grabbed that stone.
0: Yeah, well I was thinking too when you were describing about um uh it's really good for the uterus and that and you were saying like, you know, fibroids and that and because we're doing this with the uh, eclipse of uh, 25th of October 2022 um, which you have Venus conjunct the solar eclipse with the south node which is kind of that decrease and it's ruled by Mars so really appropriate for this um, solar eclipse
1: be surprised on how many stones I have back there (laughs) you know that are very appropriate. I could Mm -hmm. have picked another five. I mean but but this this is a good stone. It it is and it's about time that you know you all got to see it (laughs) because it is a great stone.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the reason I made a big song and dance about what um, Donna's stone section was connected to which podcast is because I'm thinking about cutting up, going back and cutting up all what you've done with the different stones through the months and kind of so they've got their own little section too. Because I don't have enough work to do apparently. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: I I yeah. It's it's uh it's an interesting stone. I appreciate your your work, but you
0: oh no 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 I, I, I was making fun of myself because I'm a Capricorn ascendant. Kyla, yes, let's 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 make more work.
1: (laughs) But you need to take care of yourself too. So
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. anyway. Yes. Well, shall we do the um the transits between this solar eclipse and the lunar eclipse? So this is the chart again for the solar eclipse of the 25th of October. And following that.
1: Right. On the 26th, uh, we have Mercury is going to trine Mars. We talked about this, that this was a close aspect uh, during the eclipse. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. This
0: is indicative of war or unkind words. I think this can be a oh, little it- bit more positive. I think this can be like um, if this was a square, I would say fighting words like, um, That's a really... I'm kind of thinking tired but it's just a slow Mars. But I think this is kind of like yeah, you had the idea you're actually going to do something about it. But because that Mars is so close to retrograding so might have some great ideas actually want to put them into um, some sort of plan of attack but you're probably going to have to revise those and um, if you don't revise them it might be a case of you keep coming up against obstacles you know you want to do this but you can't because these people aren't you know able to do whatever or you know you, you don't have permission or approval or whatever to do it. I'm trying to think of of, of what you could use as a positive
1: yeah. manifestation of it. Well you know before it it's still going it's still going forward. Mm. Not really as strong but you could also use it for um, with Mars in Gemini you could also use it to to drive an idea.
0: Mm. Yeah it's an idea and interesting that this Mars is ruled by Mercury. So Mercury feels like it's kind of got a bit of an obligation to um, Mars because Mars is hanging out in the house that belongs to Mercury. So
1: you know and Mercury is in charge of how we communicate and how we how we you know the processes of how we do things you mm, know. mm. So
0: Positive spin. Well if it's something that doesn't need you know like a month's worth of battle plans and that if it's just kind of like something that can be done in a couple of days. yeah maybe it could be achievable. I would still think though probably not as fast as you think it's going to be though simply because Mars will be down to 11% of its usual speed by that time. It's really really slow. (laughs) And out of the fire and into the frying pan
1: (laughs) we have Mercury squaring Pluto.
0: Oh my yeah.
1: On the 27th and You know, Mercury is that how we communicate and, and, and how we, how we process, you know, to, you know, to make a sandwich. You get the bread, you have the, you know, fillings, whatever you put on it. And then that Pluto is, is, is let's change it up. So, if you were planning on having peanut butter, it might be tuna, you know. So, it's, it's, it's just that change.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: is what we'll, we'll, we'll see. If we normally do a, um if, if we normally have our things a certain way, this Pluto is wanting to say, hey, you need to change it up. And Mercury with that um, square causes an action. It causes that, that tension to, you know, give.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, transformational obviously that's the key
0: word for Pluto. Um, Yeah but 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 the fact that it's a square it's kind of like probably not a very enjoyable transformation. You know you might be grateful once you're through the other side of it but yeah might be quite difficult going through it. Um, It is getting that it's still receiving that trine from Mars so I don't know. Uh, uncovering hidden things perhaps. Actually (laughs) I don't know how much you hear about Australia over there but it's crazy. We're still... actually when do we come out? This is actually past, we should be past the um, Mercury shadow period. I think it finishes around about the 20th of October and we're recording this on the 18th. But um, we've had so many hacks and release of data from telecommunication companies down here like we've got quite a few but there's two major ones and one you know released you know had data released on you know people have to replace passports or driver's licenses then there was a big um, uh, you would call it a HMO but like a private medical uh, insurance company had a whole heap of data released Uh, Then one of our big like in Australia we've got like um, we've got little kind of stores and that but the two big grocery stores there's two big major ones and one of those some processing through that kind of for a, a rewards card from that kind of all this data got released. I think ASIO which is like our secret service type guys down here there was data released on that. It's just it's just like oh my crazy. Yeah, it's just a tsunami of information being released in an underhanded way with the first one, the big telco, some data. They took a small portion of it because they were trying to blackmail the company. They released it on the dark web, which is very Plutonian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll be interested to see if this actually manif um manifests as anything within Australia to do with that sort of thing. But yeah could be release of um, hidden information, secret information coming to light perhaps because you've got that underground plutonic energy. The square could be um, uh, documents being revealed that could be uh, potentially put people's lives in danger, you know, in the case of like these spies that we have. Yeah, so it will be interesting to see if anything comes to light at that time. Within the last month it's just been like bang 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 and I I should go back and actually have a look at the times that it happened because I think it wasn't during the actual physical Mercury retrograde period. I think it was afterwards, still within that shadow period but personally that's what I've found sometimes. Sometimes you know the shadow period can almost seem worse than if it happened in the actual retrograde phase. So yeah, but we should be well beyond the um retrograde shadow period. But maybe something comes to light about the hackers at that time or, you know, something like that. Sure. And that that makes perfect sense with that
1: squared of, you know, between Mercury, how we communicate and Pluto, what we want to
0: keep hidden. Mm. And yeah, like, you know, it's just like, oh what next? (laughs) It's just crazy. Oh no kidding. That'll be
1: exciting when Mercury actually goes onto Pluto. (laughs) No,
0: (laughs) actually, that will be interesting. I wonder when that will be. I wonder if that'll be random. I wonder wonder when that will be (laughs) (laughs) too. Oh my. That will be, yeah,
1: it will be very interesting to see when that happens. But keeping on with the script, the next day on the 28th, a day we've been waiting for is when Jupiter goes into Pisces. It, it's in retrograde, so it's not a it's not a, um,
0: it's not as predictably as it acting.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not a predictably acting Jupiter as it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is still its own sign. and it's Jupiter acts um, noble. Jupiter acts um, um, judicial, Mm-hmm. Jupiter acts worldly um Jupiter acts you know big you know expansive mm. and inclusive and and all that well that's more inclusive is more venus but so when jupiter is retrograde it doesn't have those it doesn't it doesn't want to do those it's it's more of a greedy kind of a planet it's more of a narrow minded planet it's more of a um it just doesn't have that that exuberant optimism you know when when we when we like when we talk about Jupiter we we go oh it's the big you know benefic Mm. so it's it just doesn't have that with being in that retrograde state so but that's going to happen on the 28th so if you see a shift anytime a planet moves into a new sign um you know it's always a, a good day to journal because they are impactful when they go from one thing to another
0: yeah yeah I'm a little bit worried about this um, personally in Australia because we had a lot of floods earlier this year and currently at the moment where I am I'm up in Queensland and we're doing okay at the moment touch wood but we're expecting a lot of rain over the next two weeks and down south there's places that are suffering from flooding and all that and this is just crazy we've had so much water and flooding this year and I just worry with this coming back Jupiter expansion coming up close not super close but close to that Neptune it's just like oh are we going to go through this all over again it's just like we're going to be waterlogged and you were talking about um, already snow up in parts of um, above you. Northern Michigan yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which you know snow's just kind of I don't know what it is but it's something to do with water. It's would you call it crystallized, frozen, frozen water? I suppose yes,
1: it is a it is a crystallized water. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I've never really seen snow, so I don't know. <laughs> I've seen it from a distance, but never touched it. Never done anything like that.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a very um, uh, it's a medium that you have to get used to: driving, <laughs> walking, all those things,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: dressing. I mean you have to dress for it.
0: It's
1: mm. definitely a change.
0: Yes.
1: But yeah, with that with that going into Pisces, you know, Pisces is that water sign and Jupiter is that big. Mm. So if when Jupiter is not if it's if it's really not wanting to act, you know, positively, a lot of water is what
0: could happen. Yeah and and combining with that Neptune which you know it it doesn't kind of recognize boundaries and it's just kind of really just kind of foggy and just yeah you can't see which you know again is pretty concerning because I mean like you know get floods and people think that they can drive through flooded conditions because they they don't see how difficult it is how bad it is they think oh I can just drive through that and yeah we had you know quite a few fatalities regarding that Um, and 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 I know that there was all that terrible stuff over in Florida not long ago for you guys too and I'm sure other areas so yeah Hurricane Ian mm. so that was when
1: Jupiter was in Aries Oh, okay. Just you know, which is that separation yeah. and and mm. all that, so. But still, that's Jupiter was still in retrograde.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not behaving itself. Well, shouldn't say that. I mean, it does it every year, so. <laughs> Just not behaving as expected. In the
1: way that we would like Jupiter to behave.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. But yeah, it should be interesting once it actually stations direct again and I'm not sure at what degree that happens uh, I don't I, I don't believe it gets back to actually conjoin or conjunct Neptune, but uh, it might get back to about twenty eight I think, and it will station direct, so we'll have a little bit of uh, that positivity uh, the positive expression of Jupiter in Pisces for the last time. It will leave Pisces and it won't be back for another 12 years. So wherever Pisces is in your natal chart, um yeah, this is possibly, you know, last chance for that. Kind of really get that good luck planet on your side. But it's retrograde until I'm not sure what date. But um yeah.
1: It'll be nice while it's retrograde. It doesn't Jupiter won't act as it normally does,
0: but when it does go forward, it should act a little better, yeah. And because it will have stationed, because when planets change uh, direction, we say they station direct or they station retrograde. What we're talking about is like they appear to be stationary, so they're really, really slow at that time. So, that's one good thing that at least it will be going slow so we'll get to experience it a little bit longer. You know, if it usually takes X amount of time, it'll time, you know, it it will take X amount of time plus whatever. My Mercury in Pisces again.
1: <laughs> I was just looking at that Jupiter sitting next to Neptune. Neptune is in charge of uh gases. Oh. And it's squaring Mars. So you say, like, we'll get to enjoy it. I'm like, I sure hope we don't have a lot to enjoy, because mm. I seem to have air on my mind. These um yeah, you know, you... air and air and water are, are very similar. And those, you know, a square could lead to um, you know, a uh, 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 an unpleasant manifestation. As far as those people who are can alter our air.
0: Mm, yeah, that is concerning. Especially during wartime. Mm. And this
1: is just October 28th, so. That isn't even close to when Mars is going to station, but. Mm.
0: Mars it's, is it's going not to station far two off. days later, so yeah.
1: yeah. It's yeah. just one of those, you know things I was because because Venus is has introduced us into that that air Mm. you know that that air um
0: era Mm. Mm. (laughs) and then we have Mercury moving into Scorpio the next day we do And as I always said, journal when you,
1: when a planet goes into a new sign, because that sign boundary is basically saying like, you know, I'm, I'm always doing things this way and now I'm doing it this way. It's, it's just literally, uh, you know, you go from a, an air sign that it's, that it was in and it's going into a water sign. It's, it's literally like, you know, making a splash. It, 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 it like, you know,
0: Mm. Well, not it's quite careful
1: for when they when they move.
0: Not only going from like you know fire to earth, earth to air, air to water, but also you know from cardinal to um, fixed to mutable to cardinal again. So they're all different kind of qualities as well. But you know another way of thinking about it too is like if these are houses, and we we call them houses. It's kind of like you know Mercury was in Libra which was the house of Venus. Venus you know he's hanging out with Venus you know being chill and cool and you know charming and all that and now he's in Mars's house Scorpio and it's a little bit different there you know. So
1: the the chairs are not as cushy. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) A little bit pricklier yeah.
0: Yeah yeah very spartan perhaps oh, well actually there would be more Saturn but yeah yeah I'm just getting military school <laughs> but uh, also Mercury's going to be under the beams at this time it's going to be combust and it's not in its own sign so it doesn't get to be protected and in its chariot um, And Venus is also under the beams because she will have moved away from uh, her Kazemi and she's not in her own sign anymore. So yeah both Mercury and Venus won't be visible because the sun's too bright, too dazzling. So yeah um, which kind of suits I think Scorpio. Uh, You know Mercury and Scorpio I kind of think spies and you know Stalking and yeah, good for covert operations. Yeah, I
1: think Venus will be okay and able to, um, yeah, because she's going to be in her own terms. Oh, okay. Which may which may be that that um, that help that we need. Mm-hmm. It's not her sign, but it's in her own terms, and so she has a little bit more agency than she does anywhere else in that sign. Hmm. So hopefully,
0: <laughs> that's that's our bright spot. <laughs> yeah, it it's just like, degrees. Just having a look. Yeah. So looks like she'll have a couple of days there. So so from the twenty third, she'll be in her terms. But that is still uh, in the Kazemi. She'll be in her terms when when she gets to six degrees. Oh well, what what was I saying there? Okay, maybe was, even seven. A, yeah.
1: So
0: when maybe even she... seven degrees. Yeah. So. So from the fourth of November. Okay. No that doesn't seem right. Oh, It's just because there's so many planets in there that she's... why is that? Switched all the way. She she
1: looks like she's at 30 degrees of Scorpio. She's not. She's only in the middle of the sign. Yeah. She's
0: in Mercury's terms there. Yeah. But she's showing up as term here in the...
1: Mercury will be in her terms.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's <laughs> the Maybe
1: they can have a little bit of mutual reception going on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, a bit of um covert action. Be good for that sort of thing. Uh, behind the scenes work, um investigation. But still journal because you know oh, yeah. the planet moves
1: into a new sign, it's it's going to it's gonna have something to do with the um how we communicate how we do our commerce how we do you know you know the processes of of the whole Mm -hmm. whatever we're working on that's what Mercury rules so when when that changes signs you'll notice that um, something in those themes will change as well.
0: Yeah and depending where Scorpio is in your chart it will kind of that area will you be possibly thinking or communicating with People or topics associated with that house more. But because currently it's when it first enters, it's under the beams, it's combust. So you might feel that um, people aren't kind of really listening to you. So if that's the case, kind of, you know, persist because, you know, Mercury's got to, it's going to have that Kazemi. When it gets uh, within one degree. So it will have a chance there to be in the king's throne room before the king. Um, And then, you know, it needs to get 15 degrees away from it again, which by that time, mm, it might be getting close to being in um, Sagittarius, which will actually be in detriment. So I kind of like Jupiter ruled Mercury. So that's just me. I'm a little bit biased. Well,
1: yeah, I, you know, anytime (laughs) I I would too. I would like that as well.
0: But um, yeah, I just, hmm, good for undercover investigative. You might find though that maybe people associated with Scorpio house in your chart, maybe they don't seem to be listening to you, or yeah, or maybe communications are kind of somewhat hindered. Um, I know a lot of people with this in a natal chart like Mercury kind of combust and that the sun they kind of feel like you know oh this person doesn't talk to me or doesn't hear me or you know. Yeah it's a
1: difficult spot for Mercury but Mercury is, 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 is usually spends a lot of time very close to the sun because it doesn't it can't get too far from the sun yeah yeah it's a it's an inner planet between us and the sun so it's kind of stays and hangs around the sun
0: all the time yeah it's never more than I think 28 degrees from the sun so oh and that's we're used to it yes exactly because and because Mercury retrogrades three times a year and um it's kind of meeting up with this so it could be meeting up with the sun three six times a year you know because i mean this is going he's coming or well, mercury's coming up to its superior conjunction which is when it's conjoining the sun when it's uh direct but it will also have an inferior conjunction when it's retrograde so if you have approximately three retrogrades every 13 months or so you know that's about six conjunctions with the Sun every um, every 13 months or so. That's that's more than any of the other planets get. So it's it's yeah and it's usually a fast moving and it's a trickster. It can dodge and you know weave and yeah he's quite agile. So yeah. Very nice.
1: And are we ready to move on to the (laughs) next aspect? Yes the big one. Mars is stationing retrograde. Mm -hmm. And we've been looking at this for a couple of months, you know, knowing Mm -hmm. this is coming to us. Um, This is Mars going to be very impactful on its agenda of what it's trying to set out to do in Gemini because it's spending its entire retrograde period, the shadow period and the retrograde period in Gemini. So if this is in a house that's important for you, this is where you're feeling it the most mm. and this is this is gonna bring um um possible weakness uh
0: lack of energy, yeah, and you know yeah. Mars wants to go forward Mars is action and drive, and you know Mars is fast and hasty, and you know can be violent and all that but it's kind of it's got to go it's like no we can't go we can't do that we've got to go back and do this first and you know Mars isn't you know you, you know impatient kind of martial type people they kind of want to just do it and he's like no, no 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 come back and do this you know you can imagine how well that goes down so and Mars is when it's in a detriment or
1: a you know, if it's, if it's down a peg and it isn't, you know, the full force of Mars, Mars can actually manifest to being a very, um, good planet to get things done. Mm. When it is retrograde, it, it, it does the, the, it, 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 it goes on, it walks down the, the darker side of the street. Um, so it's, it's brutality. It's, um, it's those, it's, it's the, it's the. Um, it's not the more positive, it's a, it's not walking in the positive light. It's, 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 it's more in the shadows and not by shadow retrograde. It's more in the, it manifests darkly. It, it, it's not the positive things that we can see from, from, from Mars. And Mars, and Mars can have some positive aspects to it. But when it's in retrograde, there, there are very, very, very few and far between.
0: Hmm. I think this can lead to a lot of frustration. Plans, things you want to do with regard to whatever house Gemini is in your natal chart. There's going to be frustrations and just setbacks and it's just like you know two steps forward one step back. Um, Sometimes it's going to feel like one step forward and two steps back. Tempers may be frayed but you know it's just got to be done you know. There's no getting away from it. You know and sometimes you know you want to rush ahead and do something and you're all excited, and you're kind of like, "Yes, yes, come on, just let me at it." but you know sometimes actually taking that time out being forced or made to go back and review and you know reanalyze different things, you know you can actually come out with a better plan, so knowing
1: knowing the energy is on its way, you can hopefully um manage it hmm. and uh you know don't make plans to. I don't know <laughs> what would you use Mars for you know for your drive if you if you if it's a a sensitive area to get something to go m- might not be a good time to do it at the end of October
0: yeah I was just thinking we should possibly do a, a something on you know what you can expect for Mars retrograde in Gemini through the houses but yeah Like okay for example it's in my sixth house and Mars is cutting. Um, So quite often associated with surgeons. You know maybe you have surgery planned but for whatever reason there's delays you know somebody gets COVID, the doctor gets COVID or this happens or that happens. Um, You know maybe it's put aside for whatever reason you know there might be setbacks. You know it it just depends what house it's in. You know like 10th house that could be you know actual you know physical energy um, and drive you know depending on what your career is. If if you're somebody that does something very physical if you're an athlete or you're uh, what do they call it labor hire. You know very physical jobs maybe you actually suffer an injury at this time which means that you actually can't perform your job if it's um, huh, I'm going to stay away from the second house because <laughs> I know that's where Donna's got it going through her second house <laughs> but like you know whichever area Mars can be physical energy but you know actually kind of putting energy into something that's i was going to say paper-based like which is more Mercury but I mean if your job requires you to say for example what we're doing here it's all very quite mercurial because we're on the internet it's you know blogs it's websites all that sort of thing but it's still work and it's still you know you have to have that drive to do that you know yeah well, That's, yeah and and it can be fights it can be violence it can be all those things but yeah it can just Absolutely. be pure energy you know that's what yeah. I think of, of Mars it's kind of pure energy and ambition and drive you know I actually have Mars retrograde my natal chart and you know it's kind of like they say with it natally it's kind of internalized you know you're not kind of fighting with everybody else mind you I, I do that but <laughs> but um it's kind of like you're probably your biggest battle is kind of almost within yeah and it's
1: it's, and... it's, it's impulsive Mars is in 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 a in retrograde is is more impulsive than it usually is mm, and and that. and when you're
0: acting in a rash and mm. mm. Well I was thinking um, motivating yourself you know and it depends what planets what sign it's into how that's going to manifest and you know whether it's in good condition or bad condition but it's kind of like I I personally feel for me that Mars retrograde is kind of like I should be pushing myself a lot more but there's kind of a nice reticence occasionally oh a stuckness yeah I, I don't know how to explain it it's just kind of like it's just different but I mean it's all I've known so perhaps not as assertive or whatever but some people would say you have no problem with that oh. <laughs> you push me you'll find <laughs> out
1: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah Mm. But yeah it's kind of like I kind of think it's just not working at full capacity sort of thing. That sounds very uh, reasonable. (laughs) Mm. But it might be a little bit different with transits. I'm going to um, read up on uh, that. I've got a book by I think it's Erin Sullivan about the retrograde planets and see what she has to say about it.
1: Oh very interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Mars is happening in my second house. <laughs> I'll spell the means, and and it's it's really busy. It's just there's a lot going on. There's a lot of decisions that need to be made as far as money and finances and things that I value are are changing. So yeah, it's yeah. It's that's what that's what Mars has done for me so far, it's very busy. Just mm. busy. Just like a lot
0: going on. Yeah, and that might actually slow down or. It might not slow down but you might not be able to make the advances that you want as quickly as you want. You want to do this and it's kind of like well no. You know not yet. Yeah. Yep I think
1: I'm definitely already starting to feel that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just because it's slowing
0: down. Yeah. Yeah well it is. It's, it's getting really slow so. And speaking of which after mars station's retrograde it's like the whole everything kind of slows down because we don't have another major aspects between the planets i mean there's obviously going to be the moon making aspects to other planets but we don't have another aspect between the other planets until um the 5th which is crazy that's yeah. like 6 days yeah and that's going to be Venus, yeah, um,
1: and yeah, it's going to be Venus. It's going to be opposing Uranus. Yeah, which is really good if for, um, you know, artistic talents. You know, it's that that's that new, you know, wild idea, and you've got the, you know, the opposition with uh, Venus. Mm-hmm. Could 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 give you um, inspiration, you know. Uh, and maybe a new way of doing uh, an art project
0: yeah interesting that uh, north node with um, Uranus kind of you know amping up that eccentric revolutionary unusual energy I think that could be a nice aspect maybe kind of a little bit hidden too because I mean that Venus is going to be under the beams again and bust yeah maybe particularly if it's a artistic project that you're kind of working on behind the scenes you know might not necessarily be ready to be released or seen by others as yet but um you know maybe this is kind of the time that inspiration hits for relationships this could be you know it's they say opposites attract but Yeah it's it's a challenge here. It's the unusual different. It's kind of like it's not our usual taste. Um, Interesting that uh, Uranus is in Taurus so it's ruled by Venus. So Venus feels like it has some obligation to look after Uranus. But you know Venus isn't in the best condition herself you know. She's she's kind of exhausted. And um, yeah and and Uranus is hanging out at her house and causing all sorts of drama. Yeah. It can be, can be exciting drama and fun drama but you know you know if you got someone hanging out at your house and they're just a bit too much. So could be some strained nerves, could be challenging to some people's values because Venus is our our values as well Uh, but yeah it could be interesting but it is benefic Venus not in the best some people consider like the outer planets to be a little bit more malefic and you've got that amped up with that uh, North Node I don't think it's going to be horribly like oh my god but it's just you know relationships might be a little bit testy you know maybe your partner kind of does something a little bit unusual and you're like where did that come from and I don't think I like that I don't think I feel comfortable with that so yeah and then we've got two days later we've got Venus square or Saturn yeah
1: yeah which is um you know as we have mentioned before you know saturn and and saturn is the rules and the 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 older person venus is the the young person and love and you know wanting to do that nurturing and that square is could be um duty you know mm, mm yeah
0: Yeah it's challenging. It's a little bit tense. It's kind of like um, obligations you know within our relationships. It's that's not the fun part sometimes and it's you know you know people talk about marriage and you know like the partner the ball and chain you know like or yeah being tied down you know getting married getting tied down um and a lot of it is joking in that but like this is kind of like the flip side of like oh companionship and this and that this is kind of like yeah it it comes with this as well though so and maybe this is just a time where it's a little bit more of a struggle to kind of accept that trade-off. Or it could be relationships with people with um uh the age difference so yeah. This seems to me
1: a, an aspect of elopement. Oh interesting. have the Venus opposing Uranus which is shocking <laughs> new independence mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: the square and because it's they're all um, in that you know that T-square. Yeah. Interesting. That Saturn is is right at the at the crux of where those two meet it could be you know getting married under a venus saturn is 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 beneficial it, it provides that uh foundation as um
0: even even with it as a square um, mm, Yeah yeah action. cool mm-hmm. i i know with t square sometimes they say you look to the other side of the top of the t square to see how you release it which is at uh uh Leo. so perhaps looking at where all this drama is going on in your chart, if you can find where Leo is in your chart that might actually give some answer to how you can kind of actually release that energy. So in this chart for our Aries rising you've got um, Venus across the second and eighth house, so this could be related to finances, you know yours versus ours or yours versus your partner's you've got the 11th house which is hopes and dreams and um, uh, groups and friends and what we do for fun with others as opposed to the fifth house which is kind of a more personal what you do for fun and the Saturn is kind of like no planets Saturn's, you know they say planet of no it's rules regulations so what's happening how are we getting out of that we're getting out of that through the fifth house of fun creativity okay I can't do that with my friends but we can chill at home and do this maybe. Maybe that's the way to kind of mitigate that somehow. Yeah. I I mean it it will be different for everybody depending on where it is you know where all these planets are in your chart but if, if you if you're kind of experiencing this relationship art beauty women um kind of drama with this unusual sudden upsets revolutionary uh, the it's completely different and you kind of got this area kind of all being squared by no 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 check out where Leo is in your chart maybe that will give you some indication of how you can kind of ease that somewhat. That's a good point.
1: I'm seeing how that will line up in my chart so do it on your own charts <laughs> and find out you know
0: well, let me where see. all
1: those where all those houses are where, where it's it's basically where the um, fixed houses are hitting.
0: So for Donna as a Taurus ascendant it will be over your your personal chart so like Uranus in the first so Donna is acting a bit eccentric and unusual and she's kind of you know revolutionary. That might cause some issues in relationships with partner. Mm -hmm. 10th house you know maybe might even kind of you know what would people think because you know the um, 10th house is um, public reputation and Saturn's there kind of saying oh what would the neighbors think. So maybe it's kind of like okay well I'm still going to do this but I'm going to chill at home and do it or you know something similar
1: right right, because that Venus or that the Leo is is where my lineage is from so it's it's Mm. the family home
0: yeah yeah
1: so I so I'm seeing a trip (laughs) (laughs) what I'm known for (laughs) and you know manifesting or or, you know going on that fourth house topics that stuff that's a that's a that'd be nice Yes. So that you could work it out that way. Nice. Because it could be a, you know, a trip that would include some shocking things, maybe some leveling up things yeah yeah this is the very this is a very familiar chart I think I got <laughs> Venus and Mercury and the sun in in that seventh house <laughs> yeah there. yeah and see- <laughs> yeah this is basically my chart almost <laughs> no but, oh yeah but, it is. look at look at even Jupiter's in the 11th all right I'm just gonna
0: but but this is I don't really have anything in the 12th though and see because Donna does have Venus and Mercury and the well you don't have the sun in um oh yes you do I do Yeah, you do. do. So what date six? Yeah, so we're not that far out from your birthday. So all this going on, you know, if you're kind of born in March, but you're like, well, my kids, the twins, they're born in March. They're a Taurus ascendant. It's going to be completely different. They've kind of got like a lot of Pisces in their stuff. But yeah, for Donna, particularly since her seventh house is kind of strongly aspected, she's already got Saturn up in the 10th uh, yeah. and and I know for a fact that you got Mars in the fourth so for you actually putting that energy into fourth house matters. why family actually... home mm, mm.
1: is the way to uh, alleviate that that uh, that Death T-square. Square.
0: Mm. Yeah what? enough about me. <laughs> yeah Venus square Saturn. But yeah, this could be a time when we're really feeling um, confined by some relationships. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's not that excitement that we're wanting in uh, a committed relationship, Um, but you know, there's stability there, and you know, it's only temporary. Um, Very interesting. That should be a very
1: interesting day not to be outdone not to be outdone Mm. by the following day
0: yes I I um I jumped I got rid of it too quickly and here is the lunar eclipse on the 8th of November with the moon the lunar eclipse full moon at 16 degrees of Taurus and uh, conjunct Uranus so this is sudden endings. This is sudden culminations. So yeah actually that particularly Venus, Uranus, Saturn. Yeah I think a lot of relationships are going to give. It's just this... um, Lunar Eclipse is just going to kind of really push the matter. Some people say that Lunar Eclipses can kind of eclipse things or people out of your life. So... Just with that Uranus there, it's sudden, quick.
1: This will be happening on the United States voting election day, Mm. so this is definitely a transit day to watch. With all of these things going on, you've got you've got Uranus opposing the Sun. Mm -hmm. You've got. What else do you have? Oh, you have also Mercury is going to be Kazemi that day.
0: Yes, it will be even by medieval um, techniques. Yeah. Well,
1: that's at six o'clock in the morning. I think I think it'll it'll move um, into a Kazemi into a zero zero. You know, it's not going to be a distance. It's going to be Kazemi, and that's good for meditating. So if you have an idea. Um, if you want to manifest something in your life go back to this chrys- uh, chrysanthemum stone
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, and seeing as how it's considered a lucky stone or a, a stone of you know to manifest your dreams yeah this would be a day to grab that stone sit down and meditate with it
0: well yeah i'm just thinking Mercury... you, was, you were saying about the u.s chart well not the u.s chart but the Election because in Monday oh, astrology, yeah. um, the moon is <laughs> the um public, so yeah, the public uh, unlikely to act as maybe the pundits expect.
1: Right, and um, if you were to put this chart up against the Sibley chart,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that um, the United States ascendant is actually in Sagittarius, which is going to put mm. that um, the lunar eclipse. In the, the lunar. Top. So the moon oh no, the sixth. is actually going to be in the sixth house mm. and all of that, that sun and, and Venus and Mercury are all going to be in the 12th house according to the, the Sibley chart. Mm. So that's where that lunar eclipse is going to ride is the 12th and the 6th access. And, uh, you know, for a voting day, it could be the things that could be our undoing. It could also be, um, You know, service.
0: I'm a little bit worried that um, perhaps with uh, that moon and Uranus and people turning out for voting, because you don't have, well, I don't know. I know there was a big deal made about postal votes. I assume you do have postal votes for some things. But I mean, obviously, your last election, there were so many people out because Mm -hmm. of COVID, whereas this time, I assume they won't have that option. yeah, I just hope this doesn't lead to like a, another spike in COVID cases or something.
1: Well hope not. I know here in Michigan you can you can mail in your vote. Oh, I okay. can so, Yeah. I don't know what it is state to state, but yeah, you know, and what yeah. the ramifications are how long you can. But yeah, yeah, it should be a very interesting day with that lunar eclipse hitting the united states chart on the 126 axis which is undoing in service mm-hmm. um yeah with with the mercury going into Kazemi with the sun yeah, all on the day that the sun is also going to be opposing uranus which is that shock you know that that mm. uranus brings that shock value to um this day so it should be a very interesting day for yeah for uh for our elections for certain hands down you don't need to you don't need to pick up a newspaper to know that you can just pick up this chart and
0: know that yeah
1: so Linda what are you doing where can people get a hold of you
0: I'm at Scullywag Astrology Uh, I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all sorts of places and I'm offering readings, uh, natal readings, uh, year-ahead readings, and romantic compatibility readings. And what about you, Donna?
1: Uh, you can get me at com. I am offering natal readings, uh, year-ahead readings, horary readings, as well as um crystal.
0: Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, thank you for listening, everyone. If you found this really quite, you know, like, oh, I want to know more, don't forget there are uh, solar eclipse and lunar eclipse uh, videos that we did that uh, we'll put the links to. And we'll probably, if you're watching on YouTube, there'll be links to those as well. Um, yeah, there's just a lot going on. Kind of a very, yeah, between the two eclipses, it's an erratic time. It's kind of, some people can get really kind of amped up even from like I think the full moon and Aries I've had trouble sleeping and it's just a jumpy energy and you know particularly if it's kind of you know kind of aspecting planet chart points or um, planets you might find yourself just a little bit more jittery particularly with that lunar one with Uranus so close to that lunar eclipse. Yeah. That, mm. Lord,
1: that'll make you jump. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not too much. Hopefully you'll be
0: expecting it because you knew it it's coming. Yeah and like we said you know if you've got some you know stories or you know experiences that you'd like to share about how this eclipse season is uh, impacting you and how you're kind of seeing it manifest we'd love to hear about it so feel free to drop a comment and um, yeah like or comment or share um hmm.
1: sounds great thank you thank you very much for listening um as as Linda was saying share like um if you found value in this okay thank you and comment
0: yeah and comments. we like comments we're getting some comments and we really like it
1: <laughs> thank you we like interaction mm-hmm. thank you bye, bye.